0: This podcast contains material of an adult nature. It's not safe for work or appropriate for children under the age of 18. If you're offended by mature content, please stop listening now. The stories included in this podcast are not checked for factual content and are for entertainment purposes only. No real names are used. It's secondhand story time. Hi, welcome to episode number 23 of Secondhand Storytime, the show where we tell stories we heard from someone else. This week, I'm lucky enough to be joined again by my buddy Brent. He's going to tell us a story about some college students who get their hands on a very dangerous drug. Please enjoy. All right, and we're back again with Brent, who has another story for us. Um, If you've been listening before, then you will remember that he told... An interesting story about a local Texas constable. So, Brent, welcome back to the podcast. Hello. I'm glad to have you on again. And so I guess you have another story that you did not witness and did not uh, experience firsthand? No, and I'm very glad of the fact. <laughs> that sounds promising. Yes. Well, whenever you're
1: uh, whenever you're ready, go ahead and let me have it. Okay, uh, this story took place at the college that i attended which was texas state university in san Marcos, texas and uh, it was told to me by my professor uh professor he taught magic ritual and religion uh which was a class that uh despite the title was really about drugs Uh, okay yes and it was very much about how you know, drugs affect certain people in certain ways, and how they interpret that as religious experience, and how drugs have been the basis for a lot of tribal religions and stuff like that, like peyote ceremonies and things like that. Exactly. Okay. One of his favorite things to do was to tell us how that same situation affected us locally in San Marcos and the kinds of drugs that you could be that could be found around there, which. As a professor, telling students where to find drugs is probably not the best thing to do. <laughs> no, especially not uh, not college students. <laughs> right. Uh, where they're at that stage where, you know, despite seemingly being intelligent and being in college, they're actually about as stupid as you could go, and they'll take that as a challenge as exactly. opposed to a warning. One of the stories that he told, which was really fun, was uh, we had mescal trees around campus, or they grew mescal beans. Really? And- I should preface this story by saying that uh, I'm not an expert on drugs and it's been a while since I heard this. So some of, my, some of the specifics may be a little bit off about the, uh, the effects of drugs and what you need to do to all this kind of stuff, but that's probably for the best because I don't want to inform anybody uh, okay. to do anything bad. Well, I am by no means an expert
0: in my, <laughs> my own right, so I cannot correct you. So please okay, right tell on. me whatever you would like and I won't know the difference.
1: Okay, but uh, so we had, I I believe there were mescal trees and they grew mescal beans or something of that nature. And they essentially these uh, seeds or whatever that would hang off of of these trees all around campus. And he told us to watch out for people who would go and pick the trees. Uh, They'd be like people that don't look like students just kind of hanging around campus, you know, looking squirrely. And then they would just reach up in the trees and pull, you know, the mescal seeds out. And then I believe they created some kind of tea out of that and it was a, a mescaline tea and would uh, hallucinate off of this tea. And mesco- I believe mescal, what he probably told us, wasn't actually a drug as much as it was a poison, and you were hallucinating <laughs> because you were about to die. <laughs> wow. Oh. But people, uh, people did this all the time, and I started looking for it. I didn't believe him at first. But then you would look around campus, and, yeah, you just see people just kind of hanging out around trees, just kind of, you know, kicking the dirt, you know, that kind of stuff. Then they just real quick reach up in the tree and pull these seeds down, or these uh, mescal beans. Uh, but there was another drug, uh, infinitely more interesting drug, that he told us about that was also grown on our campus, or it used to be. And it was a very common-looking plant, but the roots contained uh, a toxin that, even just by touching it, like skin contact, would cause violent hallucinations. And this was just
0: growing around, like in the landscaping.
1: Yeah, and he said it was actually at one point, there was no restrictions on this plant, and you can actually go to just pretty much any place, like a Walmart, and find this plant. Wow. Um, And I don't know what it is, and I wish I could remember the name of it. So they used to have all these plants around Texas State that used them as part of the landscaping, because it was apparently a very uh, aesthetically pleasing plant. A pretty and incredibly toxic. (laughs) Yes. Uh, And so he was telling this story, and he said he used to tell this story to a lot of his students about this plant and how you could find it all around Texas State, and uh, he would tell them the effects, and he would assume that the, telling them the effects would scare them away from it, and he was wrong. <laughs> but the effects, he would tell us that you know people would get this plant, take it, and it would always result in extreme violence. Really, and he told us one story in particular where there, uh, this these people took the plant, and I believe they also made a drink out of it, like with the mescal, uh, with the mescal beans and at the end of the party they found a kid dead uh hugging like naked and dead hugging a cactus jesus yeah and so you know it, this is obviously not something you want to take recreationally it's no, not a fun not at all it's not a fun <laughs> drug but of course this is college and so kids are like ooh we have to do that and so a fraternity um and this was years prior to me actually g- uh, coming to college okay uh, a fraternity Went around and gathered up some of this plant off campus, and they, you know, cut the roots out and they created a drink out of it and had a party, where they all uh, took this drug. Oh, that's such a bad idea. It is a really bad idea. And so uh, most of the most of the guys uh, stayed within, you know, their frat house or whatever. Uh, there was one girl who took a sip of the of the drink. And decided she didn't want to stay, so she went out to a, a nearby club uh, just off campus. So the the infected spread. There was a oh no two two branches there. Within the house, uh, the guys started doing like they got naked. I don't know if that what what this drug has to do with getting naked. But And they would start just doing incredibly violent things. They would stand up on tables and just put their arms out in like a, a Christ pose and just fall flat on their faces on the ground and stuff like that. Okay. So and extremely this, like self, uh, self-harmful. Yeah, exactly. And apparently you couldn't feel any pain. Really? There's there like a, a euphoria instead of pain. And so oh, they almost wow. want to hurt themselves. Right. So the more they hurt, the better it felt. Exactly. Essentially. And so you had people, you know, just banging their heads into walls and doing all this kind of stuff. And it was just like a, a mad scene with all these people, just blood and all this stuff. It was, it was uh, you know, bad news. And then you had this girl who didn't take as much as the rest of the guys in the frat house, but she went to this club and started to feel a little bit strange, right? Right. And she wanted to go home. But her, uh, her friends that were there, they're like, no, we're out dancing. We don't want to go home. You can go home by yourself. Not knowing the effects of the drugs that she just took. Right. And so she decides to go home on her own. And on the way back to her dorm, she kind of loses body function to a certain degree and can't walk anymore. Oh, no. And so she crawls on her hands and knees back to her dorm. And by the time she got there, her hands and knees, like down to the bone, just like oh, off skin and uh, flesh.
0: That's awful.
1: Yeah, it's pretty terrible. And so the next morning, of course, you know. People wake up to this bloodbath. No one died, so that's you know a well, bonus.
0: Yeah, thank God for small favors. <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, and then they became aware of this uh, of this plant due to this, and uh, of course they took it off, and it's no longer anywhere to be found uh, on Texas State property. With <laughs> like thirty people checked into the hospital for <laughs> yeah, shots. exactly. Wow. But yeah, and so it's just so funny that people. You know, they would be told that, okay, you take this, you're going to hurt yourself and probably die. And in college, they're like, fuck yeah, let's do it. You know? <laughs> it's
0: amazing that there wasn't at least one or two people that were
1: just kind of hanging back. Yeah, I know. Doing it from, you know, an outsider's perspective and be like, what the hell is going on? Exactly. Like, I have a few friends
0: that dabble in fairly hard drugs. Yeah. And when they're trying something new, they have someone there, you know, for safety's sake. Right. Yeah. You know, if I start hitting my head against the wall then maybe you should stop me <laughs> yeah so wow that's amazing but
1: yeah the, the moral of this story is uh is uh don't do drugs kids they're dangerous you know that's always the safest way. <laughs>
0: yeah, so you can't you, that you can't all,
1: find however. uh you can't find this drug around anymore but uh but luckily there are still mescal trees so you can you can drink yourself almost to death and hallucinate if you would like to oh well, great well wow that's quite a story
0: <laughs> thanks for sharing it <laughs> no problem And uh, for anyone that's listening and uh, enjoyed Brent's story, and you'd like to hear more of his views on movies, head over to Geekscape.net, where he hosts, co-hosts, the Geekscape Movie Club podcast. Yes. Thanks again, Brent. Yeah, thank you. Time for feedback now. Dan Campbell writes on the blog, You can tell that Amy was not a New York native, because her spidey senses would have been tingling with the prospect of a helpful hand in a busy New York subway. He goes on to say, moral of the story, NYC plus Good Samaritan equals P.S. You're about to get mugged. Probably. So I agree, Dan. Uh, I know not everyone in New York City who's friendly is a mugger, but if someone seems more friendly than they should be and they're interested in what you've got, then it might be some trouble. Pure Evil Matt also writes in. He says, I've actually overheard this exact story about a year ago from a friend of a friend at a house party in Toronto. Anyways, I'm not sure if me having heard it before lends it credibility, or makes the authenticity of the story suspect. Matt, your post warmed my heart, because what I'm trying to do here is collect these stories that are good enough that they should be shared. I'm not sure about the credibility issue either, but if you heard it in Toronto and my brother heard it in Kentucky, then it's definitely something that I want to hear and something I want to pass on. Thanks to both of you for writing in. And that does it for this week's episode big thanks to brent for telling this week's story if you'd like to be like friends of the show dan campbell or pure evil matt and comment on the blog head on over to secondhandstorytime.com if you leave something interesting i'll try and share it on the show as with both the commenters this week i may not read the entire post but i'll definitely try and share at least a little bit while you're at the site you can find links to subscribe either through rss or through itunes and get the show automatically every week you can also find links to our facebook group our musician gummery and our license, which is the Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial 3.0 Unported License. If you'd prefer to receive updates through Twitter, head on over to twitter.com secondhandstory. If you have some feedback you'd like to share less publicly, or if you feel like you have a story that might go well on the show, send it to will at secondhandstorytime.com. Thanks for listening. We'll have another episode next Thursday.